Oh, hello there. I'm Melinda Catherine Gross. And I'm Michael Nixon. And we like to talk about murder. Well, you like to talk about murder, fictional murder, a <laughs> lot, uh, whether anybody wants you to or not. That's right. And Michael doesn't talk about murder nearly enough. So I would like to invite you all to join us as we explore the material of our favorite monster. Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Each week we will be discussing and dissecting the film and TV appearances of Thomas Harris's infamous serial killer, Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Mostly, I'm going to try to get Michael to eat people. I won't. You will. I might, but there's only one way to find out. Tune in to Having a Friend for Dinner, available on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, bon appetit. Ooh. Dueling Genre. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 live-action Turtles movie one ninja huddling minute at a time. We are here, Minute 81. I am Scott Tofty. I am your host, and with me, as always, are our crew of regular co-hosts, Chris O'Connor. Ninjas huddle all the time. Rachel Gatlin. Hello. And Adam Sheehan. Bossa Nova. And very special guest joining us this week from Cake Boss on TLC, Mr. Ralph Atanasia. Hey, Ralph. Chevy Nova. Chevy Nova. Hey, guys, oh, no one bossed your Nova. We didn't tee up on that one. Wait, no, that's not true. Bossed, he bossed the Nova. Yeah, he, he bossed my Nova. Nova so hard. Wait, who should? Oh, wait. Who bossed the Nova? I bossed Adam the Nova. Bossed. Adam. Adam oh, bossed Adam, the Nova. I didn't even he hear you bossed the Nova. As he perpetually does. Dad, you can't even hear uh, him anymore. You're so tuned out to us. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm on autopilot at this point. Anyway, hello, Ralph. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you. We are uh, happy to have you on, man. I know it's been a long wait. We initially told you, I think, back in, like, March that we were doing this via Twitter. And then uh, it was a constant game of like, hey, are you guys ready yet? And we were like, no, not yet. And I was like, hey, how about now? And it was like, no, but we're here. We're ready. We're going to do this. That's fine. Talking about the Ninja Turtles is uh, my favorite thing that I never get to do. I I don't know (laughs) anybody who wants to do it. So I just keep it all to myself. So whatever, this is fine. Oh, well, we are we are eagerly anticipating the things that are going to come out of your mouth this week, then. <laughs> you don't understand. You cut me, I bleed red, blue, purple, and orange. My my blood type is B, bopping rock steady, like, oh. I am on board. That was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> might want to see a doctor about that. Is it contagious? That's the question. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we are here minute 81 through 85 this week. 81 starts with the turtles huddled on the rooftop after being individually bested by Shredder. And the minute ends with, uh, Casey Jones hopping into a garbage truck and, uh, taking some foot soldiers off of a ladder. Uh, so Ralph, the first thing we always ask our guests is what brought you to Ninja Turtles fandom? How did you originally get, uh, how, how'd you catch the bug? I have literally been a Ninja Turtles fan for as long as I can remember. Uh, I was when I was in kindergarten uh, for Halloween. I was Raphael, and my mom made my costume out of like little tiny green sweatsuit, and she cut red, <laughs> you know, like a red bandana and elbow and knee and wrist things for me, and made the shell out of a turkey pan that she painted brown, and the plastron out of like a piece of orange oak tag that she drew. The, uh, the like shell segments and belt onto. Oh, that's impressive. Aww, that's adorable. I have my been, mom, 
made me a really nice pair of uh, three fingered gloves for a Halloween costume, but they were furry, so they looked like Chewbacca esque. But they were green. Like Muppet hands. Yeah, they were my Ninja Turtle Muppet hands. Uh, don't mind me asking, but how old are you? When was when was kindergarten for you? I am as old as the turtles. I was born in 1984, so I am actually oh. in my 30s. Oh, oh well, oh. welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, the warranty's up, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Did anyone? Uh-huh. Did anyone else? I don't know if we've talked Everything about this. Halloween. Working. Halloween just came and went. Did any of you guys do Ninja Turtles at any point in your life for Halloween? I don't remember if we've talked about this. I don't know. Uh, not that I can recall. I know, I I know definitely one of you has to. seen this because the, the account for this show retweeted it, but I was the shredder for all of Oh my God, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we are absolutely I, talking about that. I built like a full set of shredder armor and made, I made everything for that costume except for the cape, uh, the tights and the boots. Yeah, when we get a better shot of shredder, Nobody I want to talk about your, uh, your cosplay build because it was pretty, pretty amazing. It was, it, it was incredible i'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there it's fantastic say. it's the best ninja turtle costume for halloween that i've ever seen oh you yeah. gotta see my buddy so a friend of mine uh i i always want to call him brandon but he's not brandon anymore uh if you've ever seen the show face off on sci-fi mm-hmm. one of my best friends in college uh was this guy who is now sig neutron and he won uh he came in like second or third in the seventh season he won the all-star season Oh, wow. But he and his girlfriend do this amazing Bebop and Rocksteady cosplay. Uh, if you search, uh, if you do a Google image search for Bebop and Rocksteady cosplay, and you find the one where there's like a weird guy and this girl with big boobs, uh, <laughs> that's them. You'll know because it's the one that looks amazing. All right. So I'm looking for a warthog and a rhino with boobs. Yeah, I can. I'm listen. We'll find that and we'll put it in our show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll just. I'll, I'll send you guys a picture. Yeah. We'll make sure the audience can see it. Um. So, do you remember like what got you into the turtles? Like, I know you've been a, you've been a fan forever, but was it the the cartoon? Was it? Uh, comic it was definitely books? the cartoon. I was too young for comics when I was already a Ninja Turtle fan. All right. Um, and did you did you also get the uh, Burger King Kids Club VHS copies? Oh, you know I did. That's a alien knockoff episode where there were meatballs that turned into like pizza. Uh, the, alien case, the case of the killer pizzas. Yeah, yep. that's no, my all time favorite episode. <laughs> Those tapes are like the only reason Burger King did any business in the nineties. I love Cowabunga Shredhead. If only j- just just to listen to Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince try <laughs> to be. Michelangelo. Oh yeah, oh, that's where that they episode. like switch bodies. Yeah, the, the uh, Freaky Friday the episode, ones, right? That I believe that was one of the Burger King ones. That and uh, yeah. the what was it? The Great Boldini, where it's the magician and it ends up like that snowing, snowing in the building, and Zach the Fifth Turtle is in it. Oh, God, that <laughs> Zach yeah. the Fifth Turtle. The Burger White King episodes were important to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so do you remember seeing this movie for the first time? Oh, hell yeah, I do. I saw this at a movie theater that I don't know if this was their standard practice or if something was wrong with the projector or whatever. But when I saw this, there was an intermission. Oh, <laughs> that's something was wrong. That had to have been something wrong. Cause it's only like a 95 minute movie. That's yeah, it's not that long, but I remember <laughs> like a screen coming up that said intermission and it wasn't like animated or anything. It was a static screen that had pictures of hot dogs and popcorn in the, maybe their projectionist was just really terrible at splicing stuff. Well, it was, it was probably a really lazy reel to reel guy. 
When you're doing a reel-to-reel setup, you really got to be on your toes. That's well, this uh, movie came out in 1990, and I was born in 84, so I was probably watching it sometime in the late 80s. And uh, I think people weren't as good at being a movie theater back then. Yeah. <laughs> you can check my math at home if you're playing along. Well, it would have been in 1990 instead of the 1980s. Oh, well, look at Dr. Chalkboard over so here. I, I got you <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this minute. Keep in mind, we're going to ask you for the turtle that you relate most to and also your favorite quote before this week is over. So be mulling that over. If you, you know, we don't want to hear the answer now, I'm sure you probably have it. You seem to be it's very well thought out minute. about all this, but we'll get to it. All right. So turtles are huddled up in a corner and they've just had their butts kicked by Shredder and Donatello has the line. Maybe someone ought to tell them that we're the good guys. Um, aside from being kind of a 90s trope line. Uh, I just have to draw attention to the puppet work on Donatello in this minute. His lips are like super extra flappy. It's yeah. bizarre. <laughs> it's like almost got like a claymation kind of look to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, it's the top lip mostly that bothers me. It just seems to like c- curl over more than it ever has in any other minute of this film. It looks like it a, might just a be that angle flopping around. Well, I mean, it is kind of like the top lip does kind of bleed into their it is their beak and their their nose. Like it's all sort of like the one thing. And I don't think it's like it's the way that the 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 sort of the puppet, the puppet like is set up in there, the way the mask is set up. I don't think that there's some sort of distinction between the upper lip and like any sort of beak nose thing. I think it's all just sort of like the mostly the lip. And, and yeah. I got to say, Chris, like uh, it's it's either Donnie or Rap that is the lippiest, beakiest of the four skulls. Too. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Donnie. He's got like a think, real hangy, pointy minute, lip. Yeah, in the next minute, there's some pretty good Donnie grimace. Oh, God, I've that always don't save it, save it. Oh yeah, I've always found we'll that Donnie was sort of the lippiest, and that Raph had the most cheeks. Yeah. Like, he almost looks like he has the mumps. Michelangelo <laughs> is the only one, like, I don't know how you would define, like, a normal-looking mutant turtle, but Michelangelo is the only one that looks, like, He looks normal. the healthiest. Yeah, he doesn't look, like, jaundiced or anything, you know? Wait, doesn't he have the turtle acne? Oh, that's true. He has terrible skin. That's right. <laughs> he he hasn't grown into his jowls yet. Yeah. He's, he's still a baby. Yes. Can we just talk about how, in general, these characters look nothing at all like turtles except for the fact that they have shells yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of always bugged me as a kid like in the back of my head i was like what they don't look anything like turtles yeah because turtles have <laughs> five-fingered hands and feet with long claws and mm-hmm. they're webbed not three-fingered like uh you know segmented twinkies like the the ninja turtles have yeah like well the turtles you know have... hence hence mutant yeah <laughs> But I mean, like turtles have beaks and nostrils. I'll yeah, say it. They're nasty yeah. looking. But like the also, I mean, like that's the thing, like the mutation between a human and a turtle, you know, they have the same, we have the same number of like bones in the hand kind of thing, hand flipper thing. So why would that, why would it go from being five to like three? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, if I might be mistaken, but if you look back at like the original, like very first drawing of a ninja mm. turtle, I believe it is. Yeah, that the, one looks the much five fingered, five clawed, you know, with like the really short, stocky legs and arms and a beak. Um, He's also and very got quickly strapped to his forearm too, which yeah. is <laughs> true. And I believe his, it was like, drawn long, on a dare. skinny neck and his little little head. 
Um, <laughs> but it doesn't quite look like a turtle. I, I have always appreciated how much like the Eastman and Laird comics these turtles look. Like I, I still don't like I have a big problem with the way the Michael Bay turtles look. I don't know how everyone else feels about that. They're a little um, better in Out of the Shadows, but they're a, bad. A, it's better than they were in the first one, but they still like there was this run on Ninja Turtles by this artist named Michael Zuli back in probably the early to mid 90s. And he drew yeah. the turtles very turtle like like they had beaks. They didn't wear the masks. They had these giant shells like it was a very bizarre visual interpretation of the turtles and the Michael Bay ones always sort of reminded me more of that. And I just, I don't know. It was never my thing. I like the more cartoony, puffy Michelin man looking Ninja Turtles. I was going to say the Michelin <laughs> man. I was waiting to say it. <laughs> Sorry. Steep up. Ah, you're, you're right on target though. And the thing is there's uh so they're like, they're, they're crappy kind of like weird, small uh, muzzles with the nostrils is, I think the first time I saw that was in the Ninja Turtles era uh, or the Nickelodeon era video game out of the shadows that came out a couple years ago. Oh yeah. That was was like an Xbox exclusive or whatever. Yeah. Where their faces were really ugly. And then they kind of look like that in the IDW comics where they're mostly pretty ugly. They have like really big foreheads and weird little mammal muzzles. They bounce around a lot with the art in that though. Yeah. That should be called the sad teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) The word angsty should be put in there somewhere. Oh my god, everything that happens to everybody is just sad in that comic. <laughs> it's I'm glad like Ninja we... Turtles for kids who grew up reading Ninja Turtles that are now 30-year-olds still reading Ninja Turtles. Like, that's the target audience. We no, finally I, have a guest. Well, then they have missed their target, because I, I hate that comic. I keep reading it. I don't like <laughs> it. No, I, I I was just about to say, we finally have a guest that reads the IDW books. I can, I can geek out about them, but you don't like them. Oh, we'll still talk about it. I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty, I'm up to like volume 15 or 16. right around when Leatherhead shows up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, yeah, spoilers. Leatherhead shows up in an iteration of the Ninja Turtles. What? <laughs> All right, let's get back to our minute here. So, uh, he knows we're Donatello the good guys, right? That uh, you know we should be the. Someone should tell him that we're the good guys, and Leonardo, yeah. I decides I, that Shredder knows where Splinter is. For some reason I don't know why. Yeah. And, well, and no, how, like, but even before that, like I, I gotta say, like Shredder knows he's not the. Every, there's no way that somebody who uses a child <laughs> army to commit like petty theft thinks he's on the right side of things. He he knows he's <laughs> not the hero of his own story. Where no. your heads at? But how did Leonardo come to this conclusion? Because they didn't know who Shredder was up until like five minutes ago. Right. So well, it's the, this weird he, guy who who's a ninja. He's, the leader, I guess he he's knows. the leader of the army of ninjas that attacked their attacked their home and that they have fought several times before. It's the only it's the only thing that makes sense. I suppose. I guess he is sort of like the biggest, baddest of all the people that they're fighting. He must assume that he's the leader figure and therefore probably is the smart one of the bunch. And there's there's a lot that the turtles still don't know in this moment. Like we discussed this last week. The turtles only just now even know that the Strider exists, but they also don't know yet that Splinter's okay. Right. Like they have all the chips in this fight. Like they have Splinter. Well, no, because he sent his Jedi Force ghost to them when they were trying to roast marshmallows. You guys saw That's that. True. <laughs> That's true. You talked about was, how Star Wars We did was. talk about that. Yeah, but, it but, was Ka- basically Star but Wars. Casey and I guess Danny have, have already rescued Splinter at this point. Right, and the turtles don't know that. Right, they, they don't, don't know, know that Splinter's that okay. Like, He's like, like back safe. in their possession. Right. Yeah. True. 
Um, regardless, Any Shredder hears the name Splinter <laughs> and uh, does this super dramatic, you know, turn a full 180 <laughs> with sound effects and soft soap opera lighting. Jesus, every time we get a close up of Shredder in this sequence, it's just like the fuzziest days of our lives lighting, and I kind of love it. Yeah, there's, a lot of, there's a little Vaseline, Vaseline on, on the lens. lens. Yeah. As the yeah. world turns. Did we say that in unison? I think we did. Nice. You know, in some um, countries, that means that we're married. Yeah, or at <laughs> least that we use Vaseline together. Oh. Ew. Yeah. Now, you guys urged me to keep it PG-13. <laughs> I did. It's just Vaseline. It's a, it's a common petroleum jelly used to cover up cuts and stuff. Yeah. And stuff. It's and the stuff. end stuff that we have the problem with. Rashes. Uh, anyway, I was going to say you get a really nice close-up of the Shredder's helmet. Probably oh, yeah. the best close-up of uh, the side of the helmet and the material that it's made out of. Uh, if I was a person building a Shredder costume, I would certainly use this sequence as a reference mm-hmm. for, uh, for building said costume. Yeah, I was going more, going more cartoon Shredder because this helmet looks like it might be made of wicker. That's yeah. always what we kind of mentioned. It does look a little wickerish. But it does have a sheen to it. Like, if it's wicker, maybe it has some kind of lacquer on it or like some kind like of lacquer. This isn't my least favorite <laughs> Shredder helmet, but it's up there. Can you rank your favorite Shredder helmets for me? Because oh. <laughs> I love this one. I actually, I'm, I have to bite my tongue here because I think a lot of them are pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I don't okay, like what's, this. What's one. the best one? Uh, damn, that's tough. Because this one, I think the mouth guard is too wide, and the the <laughs> like the, the the crest on it, like the the cross piece on top, is too too big. And the fact that it's made of wicker or something throws me off. I don't like the IDW shredder helmet. I like to think it's, it's like steel cable mesh. That, that works actually. I'm okay with that. Um, the cartoon, no go on the 80s IDW. cartoon isn't bad. I think the best one might be the 2000s cartoon. All right, the one where it's, he's got that sort of bluish tint to everything. Yeah, and his face is blacked out behind it, except for his eyes, you know, which are red for some reason. You know which one I hate the most? The Should coming out of our shells tour. No, the the one from TMNT two where it's like got like buzz saw like sort yeah, of like super circular saw. Super yeah. kind of, I, it's kind of I like this one, but with the the saw blades on it. Saw blades, it's yeah. So just like I, the saw blades are dumb. I remember thinking it was great as a kid. Like when I was a kid, I was like, oh man, did oh, you yeah. see the new yeah. Shredder yeah. helmet? So cool. Awesome, so cool. Oh, Shredder's so big. If I I just want to jump into a trash compactor and get swole. <laughs> so there's some things that happen with the Shredder helmets in the various iterations that I like just boggle my mind like some of them like the three tines that form the the points on his helmet sometimes they curve around the helmet and sometimes they stick straight up or to the sides like right that like always bothers hole. me St- not a, not a, <laughs> like a garden rake just stuck to the yeah. front of his head um and the one that was like if you've ever seen the coming out of our shells tour videos or uh, god if you've ever been to that tour when it was out First off, email us because I want to hear about that. <laughs> Secondly, the shredder in that looks nothing like the shredder. And the helmet is abysmal. It's like a straight up, just a, like 12 year old's best version of a samurai helmet. Yeah. Um, it's not good at all. That's all I have to say about that. The most of the cartoon ones I've always thought were pretty good. 
Um, I, I honestly think the the cartoon ones are probably the best of them, but that's because you can you're not constrained by building something that works in the real world. Yeah. Okay. So look, I have to apologize. I just pulled up an image of the uh, uh, the shredder from coming out of our shells. I'm going to throw it in the Skype chat for you guys to look at. It looks <laughs> oh nothing like a samurai helmet. It looks straight up like a like a Buck Rogers spaceman helmet. It's not good. No. It's not good at all. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. We'll share that with the listeners. It's he, bad. He kind of has horns like Maleficent. <laughs> oh god. On he's, a, he's a Disney princess. He has like a metal beard. <laughs> oh no! You know what he looks like? He looks like the bad guy from Tron, like the old one. Oh, oh yeah, he does. <laughs> he also kind of looks stole... like Go he ahead. looks like Buzz Lightyear's villain. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Emperor Zerg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he looks a bit like he took half of that costume from Leslie Nielsen's villain character in Three Ninjas. Oh, Surf Ninjas. Mm. Oh, Surf Ninjas. Surf yes, Ninjas. Yes. <laughs> oh man! Uh, oh, Leslie it's... Nielsen. You know, everybody, your- everybody, just give yourself a smug pat on the back for saying funny things about a crappy costume. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. we feel special. So, I do. I used to be part of this live journal community that specifically targeted bad cosplay. Oh, you're terrible. Well, I, I didn't contribute. I just looked at the pictures because they were funny, uh-huh. but it got okay. really mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but this guy's like professional and being paid, and he, and there was like a, a costume designer who like made, this isn't cosplay. No, this no. was a, a pro, this was a professional production for money. We, I can taunt this and have a clean conscience. <laughs> it looks like someone who was a costume designer for like Broadway was like told over the phone what Shredder's helmet looks like. <laughs> like it's metal, and there's this thing over the face, and it's got some pointy things on the sides. Okay, okay, I got it, I got yeah, it. I'll make it. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> Listen, Carl, he's like. He's like a samurai, right? <laughs> He's got a big cape, black and purple, very menacing. He's got a, 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 a his metal all over his face, a big crest on the top. He's all covered in. You ever see a cheese grater? Looks nothing like that, conceptually similar. <laughs> oh man! Anyway, I like the Shredder movie helmet. I'm I've always thought it was a really good one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, the big. turtles are now, we are 12 seconds into the minute and they're going to charge as a group. They finally decide mm-hmm. to attack as a group. I have one thought you would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and Casey Jones starts talking to splinter down on the street level only to realize splinter's gone. People First of Batman. all, how do you lose a four foot rat? <laughs> and second of same all, way you lose, same way you lose a tiny rat. Those things move fast. True. So last minute I said, that this was like a Final Fantasy fight where you've leveled up your guys and you still lose. Yeah. And this time it's like now they've gathered up a few health potions and some confidence or a game genie and they're ready to go. No, what they did is they, <laughs> they went around the map just mining for power-ups for a few hours that, yeah. and then came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they <laughs> saved just beforehand so they're feeling really good. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And they're still following the time-honored uh, – movie ninja uh, yeah. trope of fighting one at a time. doesn't matter if you're a good ninja or a bad ninja. You don't do it in a bunch. Well, it's funny because we see them all charge in at once in the last shot, but then it goes back up to the rooftop <laughs> and they're back to fighting him one at a time. Yeah. yeah and they're sort of like going over one another to get to him. <laughs> the, 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 the static shot of Donnie fighting Shredder is the single worst shot in the entire movie. <laughs> it is 
it's like a Tiger Shulman's uh, commercial <laughs> shot. It's like you could do fighting with well, yeah. fights. That is that is a lot of the choreography in this is definitely Tiger Shulman's. You know, just like doing the the forms in a big rubber suit. Uh, yeah, and it, look, I'm not I'm not picking on the fight choreography. It's that shot is just it's it's just a nothing shot. It's just the two of them <laughs> are more or less centered. They're more or less evenly lit. There's nothing going on. And when the other turtles come in, it's a little more exciting. But like that shot, yeah. that Dunny and Shredder, it's nothing. It might as well just be a black <laughs> backdrop at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, the music they're on that the kicks same in. rooftop that the Green Goblin is telling Spider-Man that they're not so different. Oh, man. <laughs> we referenced that Spider-Man. last week. We might decided as well that's be. how yeah. Shredder got into the scene is he fell down off the glider. Oh. <laughs> I'll get some Spider-Man. Were you listening Spider-Man. the whole time? I, I, I haven't heard that yet because it has, it's not out yet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is now. Works. If you're listening to this it is one, for the people who are listening to this at the moment, they've already heard it and are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Marty. <laughs> you know, assuming that they're ignorant of how these things are produced. Yeah. Um, but the music kicks in. And it's, I believe it's the same music. Correct me if I'm wrong, that we get during the battle in uh, the second time around. Second basement. time yeah. <laughs> I haven't done one of those oh, in a yeah, while. Oh, yeah, yeah, like as the fire <laughs> is building and it's getting more dramatic and serious and it's like, oh, man, they could die. Yeah. Yeah, this um, music is so epic. I love this music. I just, look, we have a petition out now to get like a deluxe Blu-ray release of this movie and we I want people to sign that. Send but that like, to me because I, I'll, I'll give it a boost. Oh, we yes. will happily send it to you. We'll post the link all over the place. We'll make sure you get it. But, like, can we please also get a copy of the score, like the original soundtrack? Not like the – like, we got the rap songs. We got all the pop music. I want the 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 John Duprez score on a CD that I can listen to. Or, or maybe CDs like a – Or a, a, like a, MP3s. Like or whatever. a dual LP with, like, uh, a oh. color splatter pressing. Mm. Maybe like maybe like a four LP, like each what? one's a different color of the turtle uh, bandanas. Yeah. That would be I think brilliant. you're getting a little carried away, guys. No, I'm not. <laughs> Did you uh, you heard the news about uh, Rise of the TMNT, which is finally going to vindicate the rap at the end of this song by making Raphael the leader? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I did hear about that. They're changing some of the character roles. I'm very yeah, intrigued. Weird. I'm still behind on the Nickelodeon cartoon series. I need to catch up on that. But, uh, but we're gonna how, we're gonna talk how about is this. That Not going now, to work. But we'll how is the rise of later. the TMNT gonna work? Well, no. I mean, like, how are the, how are they gonna how are they gonna change Leo up to not be the leader? Is it gonna be like one of those things where like uh, Raphael has always been sort of like the Wolverine, and it's like he's every kid's favorite, but he's not actually the leader, I, but he is the leader. I don't know. That I sounds like a pretty good like uh, Leo will summary. be Leo Leo will be the Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, if I Nobody likes Cyclops. It, I'd say that you're right, and then by season two or three, Leo is going to prove to be the leader, and they're going because it's rise of the TMNT, and they're like, oh, this uh, is yes. taking them back to their origins or whatever. Yeah. Well, even in the beginning of the Nick series, there was a lot of Leonardo, like, how do I be a good leader? What do I do? Like a lot of self doubt in him. So it's it's a really easy kind of. Uh, progression to take or a story to tell is Leo going from uh, you know a less confident member of the team to a burgeoning leader. So makes sense. I like it. Raphael is definitely the stronger personality. So you guys, you guys ever fart while you're recording something and you hope that nobody hears it, and then you look and you see the waveform of it on the, the audio. <laughs> like, There's uh, no that mistaking that. I, burp, yes. Fart, no. 
<laughs> well, I can't wait to edit this one. And you know yeah, what right a fart waveform looks like. <laughs> Don't edit it out. Oh, I'm not editing it out. I just want to see the waveform. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but you should put a screenshot. Look at the shape on that one. You should put a screenshot, <laughs> put a screenshot of that waveform wave. up. <laughs> it's got a lovely curve to it. Uh, it's a hell of a thing when you can see your fart. <laughs> <laughs> now you know you're living in the future. Mm. That's why I keep an infrared camera around. See, we're just Guys, people, we're only too. like 20 seconds into this minute. <laughs> we're not perfect. That should be a t-shirt. Podcasters know what their farts look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should. If we're doing that, there, could there be another one that just says, podcasters do it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll get on that. We'll get on that. So let's let's keep going through the minute. So Donnie's fighting Shredder, and the bow staff gets kicked away, and Shredder yep. immediately takes yep. the leg out from under him. And then we get this, yep. you know, Michelangelo attack. Uh, Chris, how's ah. the nunchuck work here? Uh, you know, it's like sort of short and close, and 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 he also get I my fa- I was paying too much I I wasn't really following like the the turtles they're they're fighting too much it was you know more of what we've already seen but I was enjoying like shredders he he fights a lot like tatsu except you know he's covered in blades and he's doing the same sort of uh, punctuated staccato style where he's like sort of doing minimal effort and just kind of like blocking here and there and sort of like the sh- short sharp movements and uh I, like on all three of them in a row he takes them out like by going low that's the foot clan style highly amuses me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why they that's where they got the name, the Foot Clan. Yeah. Well, people in the feet. In this instance, they should have called him the Crotch Clan. He like wedgie flips Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah. Right in the cloaca. Yeah, he wants to be part of the Crotch Clan. <laughs> yeah, that that one that seems like cuz how much do we figure they weigh? Like 300 pounds? Mm-hmm. I that that list seems a little improbable. Yeah, I mean, listen, if someone sticks a metal rod between your legs and start lifting, no, you're probably going to go with it. Not if you have a shell. It. Not if you have a shell. <laughs> now, Chris, listen, as an I'll... aficionado of, uh, you know, various uh, Asian weapons, as I as am I, I think you'll agree with me that the nunchuck is both the coolest and the most practical of all the weapons <laughs> and should be in more of this and indeed every movie. I agree. <laughs> I, I I feel like I'm being taunted specifically. <laughs> you, you, in fact, are. <laughs> oh, you want some aloe, Chris? I'm not. Mm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rise to that one. No, <laughs> no, no, not gonna do it. No, no, no turtle wax. Turtle no, wax. I'm yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Um, but seriously, like the the nunchucks against like a guy covered in blades just seems dumb. <laughs> With a helmet on. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, having a shell in the front and back is the only time that using nunchucks seems to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mikey gets flipped, and then over him with this flying sidekick comes Raphael full of rage. All of their flying attacks are just like, well, okay, not all of their flying attacks. Just a couple minutes ago, we saw a really great Superman punch. And when they're just fighting footies, <laughs> hey, the soldiers are footies. Anyway, footies. whenever they're just fighting footies, the flying attacks work great. But just they keep missing with the shredder. Mm. Yeah. And I had to notice when Raph does this back heel kick, you know, he goes with the strike with the hand and then he comes in and does this back heel kick. And he's not like even sort of looking where the kick is going. He's kind of. Probably guessing. can't turn his head that well. Well, and I, I will point out too that even though they have shells, they are fighting a man covered in blades, and they are uh, functionally naked. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you don't learn a lot of you know shame when you're living in the sewers. So they well, have really I'm not nothing talking about to be shame. I just you don't want to kick or punch a guy like or elbow really really any of your soft bits. You don't want to throw those completely uh, unclad as God intended at a guy who is uh, a walking yeah, he Japanese doesn't even... cuisine art. Like it's yeah. a bad move. <laughs> he does any of those like sort of hard style blocks, you know, from like the Karate Kid. He goes he goes to to like paint the floor and like cut your leg off. It's like <laughs> show me paint a floor. <laughs> Like, if you mess up and just hit him in the shoulder, you're just going to cut yourself. It's terrible. Yeah, that's like a shredded calf right there. <laughs> it's like, no. Like, anytime they're going to kick his head, all he has to do is kind of, like, raise his shoulder a little bit. And they're just going to get, like, this giant lacer- seri- series of cuts, like, ripping into their calf muscles. Probably yeah, so Raphael gets taken out. <laughs> Raphael gets taken out, too, at the legs. And then we cut to a shot of the foot soldiers climbing up a ladder. Casey Jones recognizes this, and he gives him one of my favorite lines in the movie. Who wants to say it? Leftovers. Yeah, Everybody said says it. it. Yeah, we all said it. Because it's um, a great line. We all love it. And his face is super bruised up. Just <laughs> yeah. worth pointing out. It's also oh quite God. moist. You guys, I'm very heterosexual. <laughs> and I would kiss young Elias Codius right on the mouth. <laughs> Shameless. Yeah, he's, he's pretty I, cute. Uh, I don't think any of us are arguing with you. Yeah, I he'd hope be he's pretty listening. cute if it wasn't for his pig I want him to know that. <laughs> we hope he's listening, too. Yeah. Just because that would be another listener. That'd be that pretty cool. Have. I hope he still has that hair. I, oh, I he think does he's, not. I think he's, no, I think he's bald. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> was he on NYPD or, or something? He's on... No, not NYPD. Like, he was on a, a cop show for a long time. I don't know what he's on NCIS. I don't know. Maybe that was it. He was so, in that movie Fourth Kind, which I only saw because he was in it. <laughs> uh, he was in the American version of Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. While I was watching this earlier, I, I, I thought, when was the last time Casey had leftovers? And furthermore, <laughs> when was the last time Casey had a decent meal? The farm. <laughs> oh, I they made carrots. Yeah, carrots, yeah he, he made <laughs> carrots something before sexually assaulting April O'Neil. Like... <laughs> Like, does he pick food out of the trash, or does he scrounge up enough change to get a hot dog? Like, I, you know, I like to think that every once in a while he saves somebody who has the decency to, you know, buy him a, a street hot dog. Okay. Or I, a I churro never or did something. establish. Wait, so you're going maybe with, he's straight up homeless. Is is what you're working? Don't <laughs> <laughs> well, worry. That's all. Let's, we let's haven't seen how about, he lives. Let's he, talk more about Casey Jones' extended backstory in the next minute. Um, <laughs> that means that at the farm, that yeah, that means that April was intimate with a with a homeless vigilante. Yes. Yeah. 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 We're fine mm-hmm. with that, and show she. Yeah, she was into it. <laughs> She's, she she seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, the homeless are people um, too. So, so Casey says, ooh, leftovers, and he goes and he jumps in the garbage truck, which has conveniently been left around right near the Trooper Bar mm. on the corner there, um, which like we will find out joint. later still has people in it. We'll find that out later. <laughs> if you can believe it after also, all this, there are still patrons in that Isn't that, that garbage truck kind of, it's like off on a side street? Like, are there, they're on a street or in an alley. It's like somewhere else that he's going to have to like turn it and like do a couple of different turns to get into position to do what he's going to do in just a moment. And he runs right towards it. Yeah. You know what's fun about this scene for me personally? Um, When I was a kid, I grew up in New York city. um, And this was not too far from where I live. Cause I grew up uh, near the East warehouse on Lairdman Island. 
So <laughs> this this isn't this actually it was really exciting. Uh, I, yeah, I, like I didn't see them shooting this, but I could have. Yeah, at the Trooper Bar. <laughs> yeah, that was right around the corner. That wasn't far. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, around the corner on the mainland because I lived on Lairdman Island. I was going to say, did you take did you take the ferry back and forth from Lairdman Island? You can't you can't fool me. There's no ferry between Lairdman Island and Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> you you fly Pegasuses, right? It's a bridge. I believe it's pronounced Pegasi. Pegasi. Wait, how would you fly more than one at once? Is there some sort of a sleigh that they're like, pulling? Like skis. <laughs> it's a chariot, right? <laughs> Put one leg on one Pegasus and your other leg on the other, and you just kind of surf. Yeah, and they're like skis, surf. like your feet click in. <laughs> I'm confused. There is no Lairdman Island. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what I thought. I was well, like, well, then where did Laird. I grow up? Laird. Then why do I have the all these of memories of, the, of Pegasus the, the, riding? The, the, the creators? I was like, Laird. I got this Lairdman jacket yes, yes. from high school. Yeah. So we'll get to that line later on. But yeah, it is the the East Warehouse is a homage to Kevin Eastman, and Lairdman Island is an homage to Peter Laird. So that was a little. Womp, womp, womp. Throw away there. I had to throw um, that in now because well, I don't get I hate, that. I hate to shatter your childhood memories there, Ralph. <laughs> oh, Staten street, Island. Staten street Island. Is That's a sound stage. I'm sorry. <laughs> you might as well just say Lairdman Island. Oh, my feeling. Uh, I'm sorry I live in Brooklyn. You heard it. <laughs> it's okay. I actually have a lot of friends on Staten Island. I had a lot of friends. Some of your best friends are from Staten Island. It's uh, true. <laughs> it's okay. You can say that about them. They're your friends. That. Oh, God. Moving yeah. on. So yeah, Casey jumps in his garbage truck, and uh, he proceeds to ram it into the escape, uh, uh, fire escape, knocking foot soldiers into, one would assume, into the back of the garbage truck, or at least down to the ground. Down to the ground. Where they are, where they are in pain. In Let's true see. movie ninja fashion, once they've been hit at least once, they are out of the fight. True. <laughs> Casey hasn't knocked into the, the ladder yet. Yeah, we don't quite oh, get just, there yet. Okay, we're not quite there, there yet. yet. He just started up the truck, and he's starting a, a nice falsetto. Yeah. He go. goes from um, Trump on that. He's just like, oh, I'm so happy to be behind the wheel. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he probably does a little vroom, 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 vroom. But that, I've always wanted that, to do this. That made me wonder, does Casey even have a driver's license? You guys really think New he's York homeless? City? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? what, what, what I, don't, uh, I, I don't necessarily think he's homeless, but I think he spends a lot of time away from like the crummy little like studio that he shares with uh, some other drug addict. I don't with know. his right. old lady. So, so we've we've established that Casey Jones has a dead kid who's he who he's trying to I avenge. Know, like the Punisher. You yeah. kind of like the yeah. Punisher, which which works with the, PG the whole, Punisher, uh, yeah, with with where the turtles came from and all that. But let's put it out to our Facebook group and to our Twitter community. Let's fill in the blanks. I want a birth uh, to this movie timeline Casey of Casey Jones', Jones, Jones life. Okay, well, can we get that discussion do, going? Let's not do the birth to thing. Let's not fill in his complete bio. We've already let's we've already hit conception. some of the highlights. Let's, but let's, let's really just, get into it. Let's just put up a survey. Is he homeless? That's easy. <laughs> we can Somebody, do that. That's Somebody low ambition, that low commitment. Our people will do it. It'll be great. Low ambition, low commitment. It's what we're all about here at Ninja Turtles Men. Yeah. All right. With right. That, that's how my that's... girlfriend would describe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hi, Paige. Well, we'll end on the downer. That's minute 81, guys. Well, Casey Jones. Um, does anyone is just else have anything else that they want to squeeze into this minute before we move on? Uh, nah, man, I, I love did. this minute. You love this minute? I didn't get to say that yet, but I do. Oh, Aww. it's a great minute. 
pretty happy with these minutes. Yeah, they're um, good minutes. It's we get this whole this whole sequence. Minutes. This eighty one to eighty five is like this is sort of the end of the conflict of the movie. Everything after this is sort of just resolution. So just for the friends uh, at home, uh, when I was first uh, contacted uh, to do this, I was told that. Sadly, all that was left were the moments when the turtles are fighting the shredder on the roof. And is that okay? <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's cool, man. You know, like that's like saying, oh, so we're doing this movie. It's called The Umpire Strikes Again, or whatever. And there's just this one part where this uh, <laughs> this burn victim in black's clothes uh, he cuts his kid's hand <laughs> off in like a shaft. I don't know if you want to talk about that. <laughs> is that all right with you? <laughs> Dude, there's these well, people called the Jetty. <laughs> they have you a blood disorder cool. or something <laughs> alright well make sure you guys head over to duelinggenre.com slash support if you want to chip in and uh, help make more of our podcast possible and our extra content and all that fun stuff it helps keep this trainer rolling and make sure you check out Ralph on new episodes of Cake Boss on TLC Saturdays 8 brand new season very exciting Ralph a, a talented cake artist I was watching some clips where you came on the show making dinosaurs and things of that like oh, very cool stuff <laughs> well thanks guys and if you want uh, you can find me on social media at Cake Boss Ralph there you go go find him alright for the crew here at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute we will say goodbye and we'll see you tomorrow on Minute 82 bye everybody bye 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 oh Abunga. 